0: Welcome to CS Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 107 of CS Radio. I'm Jane Michael DeAngelis.
1: And I'm Amy Lynn Kirshner.
0: Amy Lynn, you know what we don't get for this podcast?
1: Uh, What don't we get, Michael? Money. We do not get money. Got no
0: advertisers, got no (laughs) Casper mattresses, no Stamps.com. Stop saying
1: their names, they're not paying us any money.
0: Well, (laughs) I do have a Casper mattress and it's... Luxurious and comfortable and the best night's sleep I've ever had. So please no. I, gonna, I own Rothys.
1: They're also amazing. They've um, been advertising on podcasts recently as well.
0: So but we gotta keep this this thing afloat.
1: That's right. Thank goodness for career services and the goodness of their hearts.
0: That's true. And my company card. Fair enough.
1: But what should you do if you need funding and you don't work in career
0: services? Ask my mother? Yeah, sure. <laughs> What are we even getting at here? (laughs) I think this episode's going to be about finding funding.
1: Amazing. Just in time, we recently made live the Career Services Summer Funding, which we surely have talked about here before, but we'll discuss again since it is open for this summer's applications.
0: So let's just right off the bat, who's eligible for this?
1: There are some changes this year. If you are a returning student, any student who is not graduating this summer, so not graduating in May, you are eligible for our funding. So that's first-year students. We did not consider first-year students, but our financial circumstances have changed, so we're able to consider first-year students this year. Last year, if you were a highly aided student, we asked you to apply through us. That has also changed this year. This year, if you are a highly aided rising junior, or rising senior, you should go right to Student Financial Services. That pool of funding, if you meet all the criteria, all the requirements is uh, guaranteed. So just go right to them, they'll work out those details because nothing is without nuance here at Penn. If you are a first year student, a rising sophomore who is highly aided, you can come to us for funding. We will have a dedicated pool of funding for those students. We will review your applications and get those to someone who likely, that is a more likely source of funding for first-year students. But otherwise, graduate students, anyone in schools we serve is eligible to apply for funding, although a slight preference will be given to undergrads and to those who demonstrate this isn't slight, a demonstrated need is something we do consider. We want to make sure that we enable students to accept opportunities they might not be able to do if they did not have funding.
0: Yeah, and I know from looking at the blogs that people write every year. We've definitely funded graduate students of course. every year. Yep. Probably more undergrads, but there's always yes. definitely graduate students who have benefited from this. So if there is an opportunity that you have this summer, an unpaid internship a low-paid internship, an internship that pays just fine, but it's on the other side of the country or the other side of the globe, and you can't get there, you can't afford rent, Mm -hmm. let us help.
1: Yeah, I think that's important to note. It doesn't need to be an unpaid internship. It can be an underpaid internship. There is a component of the application that requires you to consider a budget and lay that out for us. It is helpful to be thoughtful about that and consider your genuine needs. I've definitely seen in the past, uh, you know, $30 a day for food. We're going to As the saying goes, give that a haircut, if you will, if that's something that's accepted. We want you to be thoughtful about what those needs exactly are, whether that's transportation day to day on BART because it's expensive or just like Michael said, it's across the country. So once you're there, you're fine, but you need the airfare. Uh, Make those notes within the budget and we will review.
0: I spent nearly thirty dollars on food the other day, just at lunch at an unnamed vegetarian <laughs> restaurant on campus.
1: And so that we would say, I'm sorry, but maybe you should have packed a lunch.
0: Maybe I should. Which have feels
1: tough. We know that wasting my funding. <laughs> it's tough because we know sometimes that there are those exceptions where it may be necessary to go out for you know a coffee meeting with, with someone. Sometimes those things are required, so you can kind Networking of pad reasons. it a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're just a, a blanket, like I need thirty days, thirty dollars every day.
0: I must have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. I must
0: have blank. my vegan oh, buffalo chicken sandwich. You went there. You went there.
1: Now everyone knows what I mean, it is. It
0: was delicious.
1: It's delicious, but it's expensive. <laughs> what else? What other... Well, I
0: think uh, some of the things that I see um, as the person that answers our general inbox, a couple of yes. FAQs that have already come up in the lead up to this opening.
1: So many. FAQs.
0: Is there a minimum amount of time I have to be employed to be eligible for summer funding?
1: Absolutely. So there are other sources of funding on campus. We'll list a few of them in the show notes today. I think we've mentioned that Pen Abroad, even though Grip has closed, they still have funding available. I think Pen Abroad has an eight week minimum. Uh-huh. Career Services has the lowest minimum of weeks you have to work, and that's six. But if it's fewer than six weeks, unfortunately, you would not be eligible for our funding. So some of those shorter term programs, the advice there may be trying to find something that's paid for the duration of your summer. So whether that's something that maybe is unrelated, and that's fine. Maybe being, you know, brewing coffee or pouring fancy drinks at a coffee shop or waiting tables. Those things are fine to supplement a a shorter experience for sure. What other
0: questions do you see? So there's a minimum amount of weeks I have to work. What about a minimum number of hours per day?
1: Yes. You must be working in the experience for a minimum of 30 hours per week. Okay. So if it's less than a a roughly full-time, Again, we might say, maybe find something else to supplement. You'll have some free time. Consider, sometimes there's flexibility. Not always, we understand. But if it's an organization who is truly benefiting from your free labor potentially, and you express to them that you have financial considerations, and could you consolidate your hours and do them over the first three days of the week so you could do something else those other days, or you know leave early, only work till... Three in the afternoon, for example, so that you could get to your waiting tables gig or whatever. Sometimes there's flexibility there, uh, so it's fine to ask, especially once you've potentially secured the gig. But it has to be thirty hours.
0: Another FAQ: Do I need to have my offer in hand when I apply for funding?
1: Such a good funding, question. Funding of the
0: application opened yesterday. Yeah. I, maybe I'm still on the search. What do I do?
1: This is another change this year. Another good question. This year, you do have to have the offer in hand. Because of that, we have drastically changed the timeline. Last year, the application closed much earlier because we allowed you to kind of follow up with us throughout the process, keep us updated for weeks after the application closed. This year, we're just extending the deadline. It is not due until April 8th. So by April 8th, you have to have your offer in hand. This year, the application requires you to submit a four-page PDF, and the final page of that PDF should be the confirmation of the offer. So whether that's a formal offer letter that was sent as an attachment, or if it's just an email confirmation from your research advisor confirming. That that you will be a valuable part of their work this summer. That's sufficient, but there needs to be some kind of in writing confirmation that you have been selected for this opportunity by April 8th. Great question.
0: All right. So good news is that's two months away, so you've got some time. It's not a rolling thing, right? We're going to review them all after April eighth.
1: That's exactly right. There's a benefit to getting it in early, and that it is off of your plate, and you're not worrying. But about it will not affect your. It will not affect
0: your chances. Exactly. Just make sure everything's in by April eighth. Exactly, you will be
1: equally considered whenever you apply.
0: Well, I think it's a great opportunity. I think it's one of the best things that we've been able to do in the last few years. Like I said earlier, one of the stipulations of receiving the uh, summer funding grant is that you do have to blog about your summer experience, and as the blog editor, I'm the one that facilitates that, and I'm always so blown away by the work that uh, our students do and the opportunities that they pursue over the summer all around the globe. Um, it's really inspiring. People have done some fascinating things. And uh, you can always, uh, you can read all of those because they are all tagged with a summer funding blog tag on the blog. So if you want to go back and look at the last two years worth, it's really, there's, you'll just see some great, great things. And maybe we'll inspire you to find something similar this summer.
1: Totally. And you know, if any recipients out there also want to come on the blog, on the podcast, and talk with us about it. Oh, We'd love to talk absolutely.
0: with you. So hand in hand with this, uh, it, it seems to be the time of year that people are starting to think about their summer. Makes sense, right? So we've been getting a lot of questions in the old general inbox um, from PhD students who are looking for funding for research, Possibly for a brief summer thing. Mm -hmm. I want to go to China for a couple of weeks and look into something. Someone had an opportunity to work in a lab in Japan for the summer. Oh, very cool. But had to be able to get there and sure. and live there. On. So they had the opportunity, but there wasn't going to be any housing provided and there wasn't any travel provided.
1: Yeah, so what's available for them?
0: So one, they absolutely are eligible to apply to our summer funding as long as they're going to be returning to their studies in the fall. However, with a maximum grant of $4,000, that may or may not sustain a PhD student for what they need to do. Some of these may be longer than the summer. So one of the great resources that we offer our students it's of particular value to graduate students is grant advisor plus so again uh, we talked about before (laughs) but we've recently redone the career services webpage and one of the things that we've done is we've consolidated all of our funding resources onto one page it's under how to Find funding. Uh, it's all information we had before, but now it's all consolidated into one place. I think it makes it a lot easier. And so you'll find the grant advisor as a resource on that page. There is a uh, username and password that rotates every month. Uh, I update it on the first of every month <laughs> when Grant Advisor sends it to me. I will say, when you log into Grant Advisor, you may, your heart may sink for a moment Uh-oh. because it's one of those pages that was probably created. In the mid-90s, and it has not had a facelift, and in fact, they so in a very positive way, they offer their information in a lot of different ways. You can look at it on the website, you can download it as a PDF of their monthly newsletter, Mm. you can download it as a spreadsheet, or you can download it as an actual database program, which they know is for DOS. No. (laughs) Yes. But they update it every month. So no one has just given that website a little facelift. (laughs) <laughs> despite, does say copyright 2020. So somebody's gone in and done something. But the information, regardless of the interface, the information is great. I particularly like going on the website. It is You can subscribe and get it as the monthly newsletter. You know, you may prefer to get it that way. I like going onto the website yeah. because there's a really clear navigation box right at the top, you know, sometimes simple is best. And it's broken into things like, humanities sciences social sciences they have things um for minorities just for women it's really great so you can click on your area so if i want to go work in a a a chemistry lab in japan for the summer i can click on that sciences one and see all of the currently open grant and funding opportunities available it has the deadlines listed you can click into it for more information it's just, it seems like exactly the sort of thing that I would want to have at my fingertips if I were looking for big kind of funding.
1: That is a really valuable resource that I hope people
0: take advantage of. So, grad students, alumni, I mean, undergrads should certainly feel free to take a look at it. I feel that most of the things on there are geared towards a, a more advanced degree. Makes but sense. definitely, you know, if you're looking to see what's out there, it's good to know. It's also good to know who is funding these things, because yeah, it that's... will say, so, you know, if the Milin Kirshner Institute is funding something, you might reach out to them and say, hey, I'm an undergrad. Here's what I'm pursuing. Is there any assistance you can provide me?
1: Great point. Doing related work. Happy to contribute. Can you contribute to me?
0: So we have internal resources here at Penn Career Services. We have external resources through things like the grant advisor. And then just this afternoon, Uh, Mila and I sat in on a very interesting meeting with one of our partners that I think is a great thing for us to discuss today.
1: Absolutely. Lime Connect is the resource we're talking about for students with disabilities, and there are a couple that apply, although the timing is not exactly for summer, but it's a good thing to be aware of going forward. There's a Google Lime Scholar, and those applications open in the fall. Uh, Google Lime Scholars receive $10,000 They get to attend the annual Google Scholars retreat and uh, those with an interest are considered for an internship as well. So the students who are studying computer science, computer engineering, or a closely related field would be eligible for this, but this is not a summer application. This is, uh, applications for this open in the fall. So they open in fall 2020, but still a really good thing to be aware of because obviously that $10,000 could be applied to any number of things. There's also a BMO Capital Markets, Lime Connect Equity Through Education Scholarship bit of a mouthful. Mm. But selected students for this also receive $10,000. And those who are interested would be considered for an internship. In this space, candidates must be pursuing a degree in business, engineering, math, physics, statistics, or a related discipline and interested in pursuing a career in financial services with hopefully a focus on capital markets as that's preferred. This again, these applications open in the summer of 2020. So it wouldn't necessarily be summer funding. But again, a way to be thinking about financing some of the things that are expensive in life.
0: And just so we touched on it briefly, but Lime Connect works with students and alumni from the university who have any sort of disability physical mental we talked today invisible. Yeah, yes we talked today about people who are suffering from anxiety or OCD on the job people who have physical disabilities both major and minor so they're they're a great resource if you have any sort of uh, disability that you know you're going to have to deal with in, in the workplace they're a great free resource that you can take advantage of and then in addition they have these funding opportunities again not necessarily geared towards the summer like the other ones we've talked about but i mean yeah. really grand advisor too is your year, year yeah, round true. that's yeah. not necessarily a exactly. summer thing exactly but we understand that if you're a current student the time of year you're most likely to need funding is the summer but these are great scholarship and fellowship opportunities from lyme and again you can find lyme listed on our website on our students with disabilities page Exactly.
1: I love their mission, rebranding disability through achievement. So thinking about reframing things. And they also have great insight into, I like this as well, considering whether, when, and how to disclose that disability, thinking about how it might impact your application process, as well as your time on the job, thinking about being successful in all of those spaces. But certainly having funding can help make you successful. Sure can. <laughs> make it easier. So,
0: and again, we're still in the thick of it here. It is peak career fair season. We've done two already. There's another one this week. We have the Startup and Data Analytics Fair on Thursday. Next week, we have the Creative Fair and the Design Fair. So go to those fairs, land your summer opportunity, and then come to us to find some fun.
1: Exactly. Come to us with that offer letter and see if we can help you out.
0: And I think whether through coincidence or intentional on our part – All the career fairs were a little bit earlier. We're wrapping them all up earlier than usual. All of our career fairs will be done by February. Yes. So, you know, I think it gives people time to land those opportunities. And then if you need that funding, you've got till April 8th to apply through us. And again, highly aided students, and you would know if you're highly aided through your uh, pen and touch.
1: If you have questions, there's a clear, if you just search highly aided pen, there's a really clear website detailing that all out. Um, it will stay on your own pen and touch, your own.
0: So if you meet page. that qualification, go to Student Financial Services. Rising juniors and rising seniors are guaranteed summer funding through them. So that's amazing. Yeah, they're really incredible. Well, we hope that you find what you're looking for and then join us here next time on CS Radio. This podcast is produced by the University of Pennsylvania Career Services Office, a division of the Vice Provost for University Life. Your hosts are Amy Lynn Kirshner and J. Michael DeAngelis. It's produced, mixed and edited by Karen Yang. We'll see you right here next time on CS Radio.